You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. As the seasons change, so do our selections. The seasonal selections from King's Coast Coffee Company are custom roast sourced and selected to pair with the changing of the seasons. We take the time to source and pair up coffees that reflect the current season and are roasted to highlight tasting notes that pair with the season on hand. Here for a while, then making way into the next, this is a great roast to try on its own or make any coffee subscriber happy. What's up, guys? Welcome to Studio Blank, the anime and manga podcast, where you can find all your news, views, and reviews on all things we've every single week. My name is Nate, this is Tim, and we are doing a two-man Studio Blank. Yeah, I think this is our first actual episode for this, our, this, just the just ourselves. This is our first duo episode that is not Patreon only. Yeah, because we, we did do the Patreon last week, which will get edited and uploaded uh, with this episode. Uh, not as this episode's post-show, but just because the, things have been crazy uh, and something slipped. Yeah. it's It's been a wild week at work, and last week I was sick uh, most of the week, unable to get most of my stuff done. So apologies for that, but we'll make it up for you with another post-show that we didn't already record and definitely doesn't exist. All right. Um, so news this week. <laughs> news. All right. I'm gonna open up really strong. Mm-hmm. The Spoke Kishibe, um Rohan manga is getting a new multi-chapter story. Um, yes, we are getting more JoJo's. It's not Stone Ocean. Netflix still won't open their mouths, even though we should be getting something about that literally later this week. So hopefully we'll have an announcement for that next week. Um, yeah. But more the Spoke Kishibe Rohan. Uh, I love it. It is. It does nothing except ruin the fucking JoJo's canon, which doesn't even exist properly, anyways. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like the last time that they re- that they introduced a bunch of stuff in the Spoke Kishibe Rohan, they're like, yeah, uh, stands are the natural power of this world, but also this guy is the reincarnation of Hermes. And it's like, okay, great. So all the gods and pantheons exist in JoJo's now. We, yeah, we just apparently. know that. Uh, and that's... It's it's interesting. Um, I mean, I'll take it. It definitely does add to the amount of stuff that they can actually touch. So that is... That has potential. Um, but yay, more Kishue Rohan. I've been reading it. Yay. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. On to Saturn news. Um, One Piece and Digimon Ghost Game are not getting new episodes after this past week. Um, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were hacked, and there's no reason for them to continue developing their shows when they can end up just losing a bunch of work. So they're trying to get down to the bottom of it, make sure that there's no major issues so that they can start reemploying people. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Toei. I, I can understand why some people might have taken it upon themselves to be vigilante hackers and attack them, but all they're really doing is just screwing over the people working there, so I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, uh, this and it, definitely it is, is not a... It does kind of suck. Do I Am I annoyed at Toei's like, legal-making choices? Yes. Am I annoyed at Toei's heads? Yes. Am I annoyed at the animators and directors making the shows? No. They're doing their absolute darndest to make products that we enjoy as a community. So I definitely I want them to be able to get back to it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, 
hopefully they can get everything sorted and people can do their jobs again and not worry about this. Um, mm. That would be cool. All right. So, JJK Zero is out and available to watch in the U.S. Um, and as it someone who has seen it, so much money. Yeah, Sorry, it it made a lot of money. It made seventeen point seven million dollars in its first three days. Um, ah, uh, and it is the twentieth highest grossing film in Japan. Yeah, it's it's doing well. Um. I'm excited. It even beat Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time in Japan. Yeah, it did really, really well. It is, um, it ended up being the highest earning film at the Japanese box office for 2021. So, mm-hmm. and uh, and it opened up to rave reviews, crazy sales. The only thing beating it out in the current uh, market is the Batman, which. You know, considering we haven't had a good Batman movie in 10 years. Yeah. Like, fair. Honestly. Yeah. It didn't I mean, quite that... close on uh, Demon Slayer's debut weekend earnings, but it it's damn near close, so. Listen, we're getting, we're getting strong canon anime movies, and they're blowing stuff out of water. Yeah. Like I I'll say I have way a way 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 larger desire to go see this than to see the My Hero movie. You know. Oh, 100%. This because was fantastic. Because this is while this isn't necessary for me to understand uh the entirety of the anime and it's not going to be 100% required watching or reading to continue with the anime and all of that. It's very cool to have something that is canon in the universe even if it's a prequel yeah i think that's such a such a big thing and now that they're doing this and now that uh and now that demon slayer has put out the mugen train arc because they said hey this arc isn't long enough for a full season why don't we just make it a movie to give it better animation production which is awesome that's a great that's a great way to approach it and i really hope that more companies do that in the future i'd like to even see like uh, one piece could end in a movie and I'd be okay with that. I think that'd be a very good choice for them. That'd be uh, a, a very cool way to end it in my opinion. The, the only one that I don't want to end in a movie is Attack on Titan and that's simply because they've given us so many goddamn runarounds on when the show's ending. I I don't want the final season part to the movie, the, fi- the finale. You know? <laughs> that's very like, fair. It's. I feel like we've been just to rant about attack on titan like i i've said my piece before about that stuff and it's it's annoying it's like if they had told me when announcing it like hey it's going to be a season and a movie at the end i would have been like dope yeah they told me when they were announcing it it's a season and then another season and then a movie at the end dope if they told me it's a season and then a gap and then another season totally fine with it it's all about how they're advertising it which i take issue but JJK and Demon Slayer have not had any of those issues. They've been super upfront the entire time, and they've been very clear on what they're doing, which makes me very happy. Mashoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation is getting a spin-off manga about Eris to go along with the one that we currently have about Roxy. And I'm excited because 
like as someone who is current with the light novel we mm-hmm. just 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 got more heiress mm-hmm. after not getting her for pretty much the entirety of when you see her leave so it's going to be there there's a like, lot of space that they can take up with this spin-off yeah like, like there is so much time that they can like actually develop her and mm-hmm. spend developing her um as a side character yeah in that manga and i'm so excited because it's to be as spoiler free about it as possible it's like seven years in mm-hmm. in series before we really see eris again that's a long time yeah it's it's pretty fucking deep i'm not gonna lie um so That's awesome i love i love when they actually run stuff that long and like i know that i'm not even close to where the end actually is mm-hmm. um that's awesome. I I love when shows actually have a really strong, like, long extended timeline because there there's certain shows where everything gets resolved over the course of, like, a week. And when you're watching it, it's fine because you're watching it week to week and you're like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Wow, this has taken so much time. And then you're like, wow, yeah, you know that entire, like, 50 episode arc that you just watched and it took you more than a year? That was 40 minutes. I'm yeah. specifically looking at Dragon Ball Super right now, but like it's I like having those larger time periods cuz like even in like Tower of God, you get we are roughly 15 to 20 years from when the series started. Yeah. In terms of timeline. And in the timeline of the universe in the in the world, that means nothing. Yeah. Uh and that's that's cool i like that because it we're seeing the growth but it's also like all of the major pieces have been there for so long that they don't notice the time at all yeah 100 so for us we actually grow with the characters but the rest of the world is relatively stagnant until recently at which point things started stirring up and the world started changing uh which love me some good world building all right um we have Crunchyroll's Spring 2022 release schedule now. That came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I actually have it pulled up right here. Fucking bless. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, Science fell in love, so I tried to prove it. Starts next week. April on Friday. 1st. I am yeah. so excited. <laughs> you know, it's... That that's cool. There's other stuff that I'm way more excited for though. That's fair. Um, and we'll Fanfare get to of adolescence is coming finally. Mm-hmm. Um, April second. Yep. More Madoka Magica. Which, uh, if it's another side story, it's the final season of the Magia Record story. side story. So, um, that, that'll dating be streaming scene? on April third. Trapped in a dating sim, the world of Atome games is tough for mobs. That's also April 3rd. That's going to be a fun one. That's next Sunday. Yeah, that's one I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, Shield Hero Season 2 on April 6th. Finally. Holy shit. <laughs> so long. That, yeah. that that show, Rising of the Shield Hero, was a really tough show for me because it was 
it was hard to watch for like 20 episodes. Yeah. And it was all just like, he'll get his comeuppance. He'll do it. He'll get his comeuppance. He'll do it. He'll get his comeuppance. And then it just hard twists. And then it's like, okay, now that the world is set properly and we've had our vindication, where do we go from here? Which is... And then we got five episodes of, of that progression and then it stopped. <laughs> yeah. Like we literally had five pro episodes of the actual progression of what's going on in the world because the rest of it was trying to solve all the religious nutheads who were just like, ah, kill the shield hero. Ah, the shield hero is bad. And that was, that was, that was, yeah, it was that rough was... to watch. I'm glad that it, that they did what they did with it though. I knew they would. I knew it's like it'll it'll end somewhere and you'll be happy with how it goes, but you just have to get there first. All right. Um Kaguya-sama season 3, April 8th. Yes! Finally. This is the one I'm the most excited for. Honestly, Kaguya-sama Love is War season 3, also known as Ultra Romantic, yeah. uh, on April 8th. So it's going to be in 2 weeks uh from this upcoming Friday. And that makes Fridays shit. so good. I Fridays love, are going to be awesome. I love Love is War so much. Uh, I'm going to make Kat watch it with me, actually. That's good. that's literally going to be the next show that we watch. I'm just going to start. When, next time she comes over, I'm just going to pull on the English dub for it. Because if you haven't seen the English dub for Kaguya-sama Love is War, it is so fucking good. It is actually uh, really good. It's, it's one of the ones that they actually put a lot of effort into to make it very funny and culturally relevant and not just kind of like copy pasting forward, which realistically, that's why you have a lot of really cringe anime lines because it looks good in text. But then when you hear someone say, oh, no, he's my friend, it's it's cringy. Yeah, because it sounds better in Japanese. <laughs> it sounds better when you can romanticize the words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is not to say that uh, Japanese voice actors are bad, because we know that, like, Japanese voice actors are fucking fire. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of specific ones that we love, and we cherish them so much. But there's, there's something about... You don't have to think about the words that they're saying as much when you're reading them. Correct. So you're not hearing it in your head as them saying it, but if you had someone, like, voice animate... Have you ever, like, watched fan dubs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used I I watched fan dubs for Fairy Tale at one point. Oh. They it's fan I think we should have a fan dub anime night where we just watch fan dubs and talk about it. Uh one of my favorite like one of my favorite YouTube videos from a while ago was a Pro ZD video about uh fan dubs versus normal dubs. And it's like normal it's like normal dub and it's like hey it's like, come on, Sasuke, you're my best friend. You can't abandon me like that. We, we've we been through this together and like all that ranting and stuff. And then it's like the fan dub and it's like, and it's like, come on, Sasuke-san, you're my, and then it's like insert Japanese word here. And there's a flash of like a paragraph of text on screen explaining how it, how it means like a close friend, but someone closer than a normal friend, but not quite a best friend. Yeah. And, and then, like, they continue and they intersperse these words that don't make sense in the English language and they over-pronunciate stuff and don't try to make any effort to retranslate it to English. And it's, it's very difficult to do. And it's funny that they choose that route to go about doing it uh, because it's, it's a mess. 
it's it's wild but we still have plenty of very very important shows uh coming out this season then i think we uh, i, I we stalled do. us enough let's get to the next big important one spy x family spy x family which is coming out April 9th, the day after Kaguya-sama Loves War Ultra Romantic. These are both going to be awesome shows. I Spy X Family is nice. Uh, it's so sweet, and it's just also chaotic, and I can't wait. It is, it is going to kill me. We, I talked about it on our very first episode. It was the manga that I brought in. Uh, it was only like 12 chapters in at the time, and now we're here. It's been a almost two years and we're getting it as an anime and i'm so happy i'm so excited i'm Kim, still do you have anything you want to say about it i'm being so good i'm so excited for this it is that's de that's definitely one of the highest ones on my list i know there's i know there's a couple more on this list that are very high for you as well yeah friday and saturdays are going to be very very good th this they're season. going to be fire shikamori is uh, not just a cutie is one that i'm very excited for um, yes that one looks very fun as well this, and then this we entire have... season i feel like we got another really good slice of life season you know yeah we did we got we got the spring season that we all needed after the last two years pain on pain on pain we've had a lot of isekais over the past few seasons i think 2021 was just the year of isekai it really i know was. we had like it was the spring of isekai and then it was the summer of isekai and then it was the fall of isekai so i think we'll just call 2021 the year of isekai yeah uh, i'm i'm pretty okay with that not like we don't literally have trapped in a dating sim ascendance of a bookworm and legend of the shield hero this season but two and of those skeleton are night in another world and like and a whole bunch of other shit there, there's always there's always going to be more and more of them but speaking on one of those a little bit more ascendance of a bookworm Yes, it's back. Season three is here, finally. I know that you live for this. It's just, it's like the right kind of isekai. It is perfectly managed slice of life isekai. And I'm so excited to continue with the content that we got last season. Like there was a lot of good world building going on and mm -hmm. good progression towards the, like the actual plot. So I've heard mm -hmm. that this is the season where it like actually continues and is better than it's ever been, so I'm excited. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. I need to watch this show because you talk about it so much and I know that I'd like it. Yeah. Uh, but one sec. Someone was talking about WandaVision won't get a season two. And it's like, yeah, no shit. None of the Marvel shows are getting season twos. Like, that, that's not what they're for. Uh, anyways, sorry. I, I think there's one more on this list that is yeah. looks interesting or valuable to me. A couple of cuckoos. Yes. Um. Okay, so for those of you that aren't aware, this is a manga that I have been reading. Um. It's fucking adorable. And I'm just going to hit you guys with a synopsis. Here we go. Ready? 16-year-old oh. super studier Nagi Umino, second-year student at the Meguro River Academy High School, was switched at birth. 
On his way to a dinner to meet his birth parents, he accidentally meets the brash, outspoken Erica Amano, who is determined to make Nagi her fake boyfriend as she never wants to actually marry. But once Nagi makes it to dinner, he finds his parents have decided to resolve the hospital switch by conveniently having him marry the daughter his birth parents raised, who turns out to be none other than Erica herself. Damn. It's, um, it's cute. It's really fucking cute. Man, why couldn't my parents switch me at birth just to find me a wife? <laughs> um, it's it's a hell of a love triangle. It'll be really mm-hmm. cute. I think people will will chase it for serotonin. Yeah, that one's that one's coming a lot later than everything else. Yeah, it starts. Uh, on everything the 23rd. that we have spoken, yeah, everything we've talked about up to this point has been launching on April 11th or earlier. April 11th being Ascendance of a Bookworm and the latest. Uh, and then Couple of Cuckoos is launching on April 23rd, which is going to be a month from when this uh, podcast releases. Yeah. So uh, I have to wait so long for that one, but it's okay. But like, before any of these shows comes out, Moon Knight comes out. That's true. We do get Moon Knight. I'm very excited for Moon Knight. He's my favorite anime girl. Moon Knight could absolutely be an anime girl, and I wouldn't even question it. Listen, I'm I'm just going to throw it out there. We already have uh, Mark Spector, uh, Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, Mr. Knight, Fist of Khonshu, Moon Knight. What's what's to say that Night Chan isn't another just personality that he has there? What's what's to say it? Oh my god. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that he does, but I'm also not saying that he doesn't. And that that sounds like a very easy like Deadpool samurai-esque way to make a funny Moon Knight comic, even though Moon Knight comics are not funny. <laughs> It would be a very fun non-canon Moon Knight comic. Yeah, yeah, it would. Just be like, hey, we thought of something kind of funny. Here you go. Here's a one-shot, you know, one-volume thing. Mm-hmm. Get your kicks. Yeah. Hey, Tim, do we have any more news? Uh, not really, no. Okay, so now now we're just vibing. Now we need a topic to talk about. Yes. Okay, so... On, on the topic of TV shows that are going to crash and burn and are coming out soon. Okay. The Halo TV show comes out this week. Oh, fuck, you're right. Um, Yeah, there was an ad for it at the JJK movie. That's right. It's yeah. on Paramount+. Plus. If it had been on literally mm-hmm. anything else, I would have watched it. Are you ready for why you're going to watch it anyways? Why? Xbox Game Pass has a 30-day free trial for uh, Paramount+. Plus. That actually is not going to validate for me. I do not have Game Pass right now. Yeah, but I do. Well, fuck, I guess we're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like I have it, and it's like, well, I mean, there's no way I've spent money on Paramount Plus yet. Like, yeah, I guess I'll get, true. I guess I'll get my one-month free trial, watch Halo, make my judgments about it, and then be like, wow, they're making a second season of that? Because they already announced they're making a second season of it. That's true. They did announce that. They're filming it this summer. Show's uh, not even out yet. Uh, 
I can't see this going well. I really can't. Um, not, not because like the. I'll be honest, the shots that they've shown of the Spartans and Master Chief and the UNSC look fantastic. Yeah. All of the all of the armor, all of the aesthetic, it looks great. The problem is they they decided to go with like a human enemy because yeah. they thought that the cov like a covenant enemy would be too alienating. They're aliens. Um all and it's, they also decided they're taking off Chief's helmet like regularly. Yeah, I don't love that. The the weird part is that he just looks like a normal dude. Yeah. Like it's it's not like it doesn't look like they put any makeup or anything on him to make him look pale and like broken like he was in uh Halo 4 when they removed his mask and you saw his eyes. Like he he had been in the armor for years. He was pale. He had dark circles around his eyes and like he did they, not look good when when he came out of when he stepped out of the armor in in Halo 4. Yeah, but like even that, we still haven't seen his face. We haven't seen his face through 5. We haven't seen it in Infinite because it's not something that should be shown. It's supposed to be intrigue. I, like, it was weird enough for me that the Mandalorian took off his mask in season one. Uh, which, I'm not against it. I, like, seriously, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It was just kind of weird. Uh, it it the Mandalorian removing his helmet needed to happen. That was going to happen regardless. I'm not going to argue with that point one way or another. Yeah. But... That that being said, it happening at the first season, I was like, oh, I didn't think it would happen this soon. But then, like, the, the the with Halo, I feel like they're trying to be tone deaf to the fans and the community of it, because they're also like, yeah, we didn't we didn't play any of the games, we didn't talk about the games, we we wanted to make our own story, and it's like, you can make your own story while respecting the source material. Yeah, that's an option. That is there's, a very nice option. It's a, an appreciated option, in fact. And they, they seem so proud of that of the fact that they're not putting an effort in. That it makes me really wary of what they're going to end up actually doing, you know. Yeah. I look at that I and mean, I'm like, okay, so if you provided me with this source material. And that being, that being said, they did deep dive the books and look at all the lore, but they didn't look at the games, which was the primary source material for this universe. Yeah. It's like... So here, here's the thing, right? Like, if, if I were to make... And now, don't get me wrong. Say, like, don't interpret this as I don't want, like, a Halo TV show because, holy shit, that universe is so good for cinema if they do it properly. Yeah. Uh... But it's just like if that if I were if I were to be making a Destiny TV show or movie, right? Yeah. Would I immerse myself in the lore? Absolutely. I would want to know all of the things in the lore, but I would also need to know what's in the game and how does the game present itself, because okay. there's a tone there. Yeah. And that would be something that the audience would be expecting. Is the same general tone from the original source material. And it feels weird to me that they're doing it like that. That being said, 
I hope it's good. I'll see it. I did also, uh, speaking of video game content, and I will tie this back into anime in a minute, I swear. Um, but I, I did go out and see the Uncharted movie recently. Oh? Um, have you played any of the Uncharted games? I have played Uncharted 2 and 3. Okay. So this movie took a bunch of pieces from different Uncharted games. Okay. Uh, it took bits from Uncharted 4 with his brother, and it gave all the brother backstory stuff and, like, the orphanage and all of that, which was very cool. Okay. Uh, they took a bunch of characters from the games. Like, they had uh, Chloe was in it. Uh, I'm trying to remember all of the characters' names. Because um, I, I, I played through all of the Uncharted yeah. uh, games, but I... I'm not smart enough to know all of the characters' names. Uh, it's okay. I wouldn't know them off the top of my head either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they had they had Braddock. They had Chloe, uh, who are both great characters that show up in the game and are recurring, which is awesome. Uh, they had. They had Sully and Nate, who looked way younger than they should, but I'll be honest, their interactions were kind of on point. So they uh, did a good job with the character, they just didn't exactly look like the character. All of the character all of the characters looked slightly off. Okay. Like in a in a in a weird way. Uh and so Like all all of the characters looked slightly off, just like a little younger. Like Chloe was very young. She looked she looked at the same age as Nate did in the movie, which was uh played by Tom Holland, who, while being 24, looks relatively young. Yeah. Um uh, sorry. And that's and that's fine, honestly. Like that was one of the big things I, that everybody was complaining about, and everybody's like, ah, bah, 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 bah. oh, this was awful. They made everybody look so young. And it's like, well. They all look young, but they all play off each other relatively well. It had video game logic, so it was stupid as hell. Uh, but it was it was a fun movie. And what did I want going into it? A fun movie that was relatively uncharted. And I think they hit the nail on the head. They also had probably one of my favorite cameos of all time, which was uh, after Nathan Drake and Chloe crashed and crashed in the middle of the ocean and then rolled up onto a beach at like some vacation resort uh nolan north was on the beach like drinking a martini yeah and he's like what the hell happened to you guys and they're like fell out of a plane hit by a car rolled up on the shore and he's just like yeah that used to happen to me and then just goes back to his drink uh and he played Nathan Drake, so it was really, really funny to have that bit in there. I thought that was a really cool cameo. It was a nice... I, I feel like this was an actual really good representation of the games. Yeah. I know that there have been some dislike online, but I enjoyed it fully. Uh, sorry, that was my, that was my Uncharted rant. 
as you can tell, this episode is a little uncharted. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> bit. Um, but, okay. So I, I do have some I do have something else to talk about if you Alright. What do you what do you want to talk about? Because I well so I've been talking about I talked about video game TV shows and I talked about video game movies. Now we gotta get to video game anime. Okay, yeah. And there's a Let's... there's a new one coming out soon. Um and it's pretty big, actually. We are getting a Netflix uh Tekken show. That's right. I had forgotten about that. I had put it I had put it like a block on that one. Hon- honestly, whenever I look at the animation in the trailers, I try to put a block on it. Um because and I I'll explain that reasoning now. There appears to be a strong over-reliance of 3D in the Tekken anime. Yeah. Now, I do want to be clear and say that their integration of 3D into 2D is stellar. I think it's some of the best I've seen. I think it like is better than Baki, which was my previous best. Yeah. Um because Baki I'm not a fan of the 3D in it, but I think they did a very good job of doing thick lines and 2D animations with it that made it flow better. Uh I definitely didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination but it I didn't like it either and in Tekken which is going to be it's going to be a fighting show there's there's no way you make a Tekken anime and there's not fighting all over the place I'm really concerned for how the fights are going to look and if they're going to push all of the 3D or if they're just going to do 3D in specific moments like they did with Baki and Right now, it doesn't look like they're going to do it in specific moments, because if you watch the trailer, there's 3D in every single shot. Yeah. It definitely does feel like that. And that... Yeah, so I don't I don't know. Do you have any opinion on that right now, or are you just... I... My only opinion is that I'm hoping that it, uh, it isn't only 3D all the time. In the sense that, like, that they're always using it. If they're using mm-hmm. it as an accent to m- improve things, fine. I don't care. That'd be great. Um, yeah. But I'm not. And if they're and if they're using it to save budget for other places, a la Demon Slayer, that's Again, also fine. Completely understandable. Well, Please do so. Allocate your but, budget in the best way possible. Yeah. And if using 3D helps you reallocate your budget, that makes sense. I'm not going to argue against that. But it's just, like... I want them to commit... If they're going to make a 3D show, I just want the director to commit to making a 3D show. Yeah. It's not like... it. 3D shows aren't bad. They're not evil. Ruby has a massive rabid fan base. Uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, Rebels, and... Bad Batch all have incredible are all incredible series. I haven't seen one of them, but like they're they're good. They visually look stunning. Like there are 3D shows out there that you can do. Arcane, holy shit, Arcane exists. Yeah. Ar- Arcane took video games and said we're making a show and we're making it 3D and we're full committing and because of that it is by far the most gorgeous show we got last year. Oh yeah, like, no, it, by it is bar leaps none. and bounds, and it, with a banger opening song. True, but it, God, I loved Arcane. 
Arcane was so good, and it was it was so cool to watch week to week, and it was so interesting for me being one of the people that like I don't know League lore. I don't yeah. play League of Legends. I don't like League of Legends. I don't even like Jinx as a character because it, all we knew about Jinx for a long period of time was, oh, she's a loose cannon and she's crazy. And uh, everybody was like, oh, yeah, I'm Jinx. Look at me. And then just cosplayed the Joker. It, and it was, it, it's exhausting. Like, I guess for me, I'm also just toxic that way, that if something gets popular enough, I hate it. Um. But, like, watching that show, I loved it. It was fantastic. And Jinx being the main character made me have a new appreciation for her character. And especially now that we're going to be getting Season 2 of Arcane, hopefully next year. Uh, probably not, if we're honest. Um, yeah, probably not. But, you know, you, you can hope and pray and... Watch out for yourself? Yeah, pretty much. But it's like... Arcane's development also, if we were if we look back at it, it took seven years from drawing board to finished product in Netflix. And yeah. that's that's going through multiple teams, multiple storyboards, multiple rewrites, multiple reanimations and re-edits and recuts, and uh finally nailing down everything they want to do, getting a partner to help them produce it with being Netflix. And that's really, really cool. Like, yeah, there and they was were able a lot to do that, that had to go into that. But so because of that, and especially with all of the care that they took with the 3D, is it looked fantastic. But it's probably going to take another two or three years for them to make another season, which I'd be totally fine with if they're pumping out the same quality. The problem with a lot of people right now is it, they're, they're taking 3D and they'll inject it into their anime or show or whatever as a way to just not have to 2d animate every frame of something which is which is totally reasonable 2d animating every frame of something is a nightmare especially uh stuff that's moving stuff with multiple faces stuff that is stuff with smoke very very difficult to 2d animate and make move yeah and, and have it keep the same form ratios i guess uh Tim, I feel like I'm ranting. No, Stop you're... Stop me. <laughs> Tim, please. Okay. Inject so... me with a new topic to rant about. All right. How caught up with you are... Or, like, how... Have you been keeping up with your anime? Yes or no? This is not a... I'm not going to flame you. I'm just wondering. Dad, I'm going to be honest. I'm so not caught up with my anime, but I am caught up with my webtoons. Okay, so you know what? Then we can talk webtoons. Um, Dewan is back! Yes. Oh, Tog. I saw her in the thumbnail and freaked out. And Kat was like, babe, what's up? And I was like, the, the, the flower girl. She back. My wife. She has My returned. wife. My wife. Uh, if, if, if you're unaware, we're talking about Tower of God uh, because Tim and I are talking. We've been keeping up with it, uh, as has Paul, but he's not here right now. Uh, and Tower of God has been insane recently. We're getting so much information. We got the big drop. Uh, Tim and I had a very interesting conversation on the post show last week, which will be up, which will be uploaded with this, 
where we discussed the reality of what the being in the suspendium is that Bam was talking to. We were yeah. all very, I don't know what the hell's going on with this. It could be anything. It could be this, that, or another. And we finally have it. It is the Leviathan. Yeah, it's, that's horrifying. Like the imagery that we got of it is so sick though. <laughs> it is the god being that Traumerai created. Uh yeah. And it had its own will because and because Traumerai made it so fucking strong he couldn't control it and then trapped it. And then Bam walks in and the dude's like, "Hey, let me out of here. I'll give you some pa- some of my power." And then we're going to murder Traumerai so fucking hard. And bam, our sweet baby boy Bam takes one look at this motherfucker and goes, I don't think it's a good idea. I I don't think sharing is caring here, buddy. So I'm he's, just going to fucking take it. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't think that I should release this into the tower. I think that this will be like my guts are telling me that it will that it is too dangerous to release this thing into the world. That's the quote that I'm pulling from it. I have it up right now. Yeah. And then Bam just literally says, "Hey, I appreciate you trying to lend me your power, but I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to borrow your power. I'm going to take it. Lunch, I'm going lunch, to lunch, lunch, overwhelm lunch. you and steal your power." Like I I just, love that energy so much. And the, the, it's literally the last panel is the Leviathan wide-eyed. Say what? Say what now? Like, he has no idea how this tiny little being, uh, quote, without fear, is going to swallow him whole. But it's about to happen. Bam's about to have a nice fish dinner. Yeah, that's a big fucking fish, too. I, uh, the, that... Oh my god, that is like the the start of the eels. Like when you look at the white steel eel, mm-hmm. the Leviathan looks like that, but like the white steel eel's nightmare food. The if the white steel eel is like a level fifty monster, right? The Leviathan is the, the level Leviathan is a level five thousand mommy. Yeah, no, this thing's like, massive. And that sounds that sounds like I'm saying, oh, that's a mass. That sounds like, oh, wow, holy shit. But you need to remember that everything in Tower of God uh, scales incredibly exponentially. And the steel... Uh, the, the white steel uh, eels are like floor 20. This thing is too strong for Traumerai who is one of the 10 great family heads and one of the 50 strongest people in the tower. Yeah, this is the horrifying monster. And if Bam gets this, this is going to be the power boost that he needs to actually... This, this is going to be the scale up. But I, So I feel like, and cor- correct me if I'm wrong, I think Bam is going to consume it, but it'll be too volatile in the Black March or uh, Blue Thrissa will have to contain it to some degree so that he can actually still use it without destroying himself. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that it'll at be least, something. At least until, at least until his body like starts to regulate it more properly. Yeah, 
He's going to need to figure out how he's going to scale that, but he will. I think he's got it. It's he's it's going to be a strong boy. He's such a strong boy. Um, good, good boy. The goodest. He's, he's doing his best job. Yeah, I'm horrified by the monster that he has become at times. Like, yeah. SIU has made Bam into a scary, powerful boy. Bam is literally a demigod. Yeah. So, I mean... And it, at this rate, he's on. He's well on his way to becoming a walking god. He's... Honestly, with the direction he's going, he could become the god inside the tower. Yeah. And that... I mean, that's fine. That'd be very interesting. I like that one. I see no problems here. Uh, this is... Do you know what the real problem with Tog is? What? Is that it doesn't come out fast enough sometimes. Yeah. How dare they take care of the physical <laughs> How dare you have... and well-being? <laughs> yeah. How dare you have uh, a well-being that we care and uh, cherish, but also one extra pen next week? <laughs> Please. Please give us more. Please. Please we, feed me. We... Yeah. I am I am looking for a light novel title. I have I have an interesting one. Do you want to be our light novel title? Okay, I'm going to give you this one while you look for a real one because I think this is a good meme one. Oh, um, oh okay. And the reason I say this is a good meme one is this one isn't real. Don't worry. I've definitely found the proper one. There's no way that you can beat this. And Paul will be mad that he missed it. Okay. So I'm going to read you my meme one. Okay. Go for it. I'm a mega best-selling high school student light novel author that has a succubus thirsting for me every night. And I don't know what to do. Doesn't sound like a title. It sounds like a cry for help. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, but I, I do, are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, I I was worried I wouldn't find a good one, but holy shit, I got it. Chiori Sugimura was just a normal second year high school student when her world shattered. When she remembered her past life. In her previous life, she was a serious Yuri otaku. With that knowledge, she also realized that the world she has been living in is the Yuri game Fragmented Rhapsody. It was a game that she enjoyed dearly in her previous life, and now she is a sub-heroine. This wasn't good news. She doesn't want to be involved with the protagonist and simply wants to keep her peaceful life. However, that can't last. She chose to give up that dream and protect with all her might Sara Fujioka, her favorite heroine and a character that is killed by a love rival in the bad ending. Yanderes are scary, and the characters in the world don't act like they should. The scenarios are changing and the world is different than before, but she will do her best to protect her fan favorite in I was reincarnated as a side heroine in a Yuri game and with all my power, I will protect my favorite character. 
I love this. Like, this has everything. It's an Otome game. It's Yuri. It is trying to protect your favorite main character because you got a crush on him. It really did have everything. It's a long name. It's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 words in it. Damn. I'm so good at counting. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a little bit of a shorter episode, but if you're not in our Patreon, I highly recommend you join it. We will be having not only the poster from last week going up tonight or uh yeah, so tonight for the people who are hearing this now. Yeah, it's up. Yeah. And also a new post show this week where Tim and I were completely sober the entire time and didn't try to record the entire podcast by ourselves only to fail and call it a post show. No, which no, might that be never very happened. entertaining, but it also it which means it's probably also a little extra longer. It is like a 40 minute long show. Yeah, uh, that's a you basically got a second second episode there. Yeah, you're, ba so. you're basically getting two episodes with Tim and Nate. Uh, what's even better is that the the bonus episode, uh, we definitely start it off as the normal podcast, and you can just watch it devolve it or listen to it devolve because there's no video for it. There's not video for this one either. So, hey, sorry, YouTube, you're missing a week. But we'll, we'll see you there again next time. But, hey, Tim, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Syndixatrix, S-Y-N-D-A-X-A-T-R-A-X, uh, and on TikTok and uh, Instagram at the same. Nate, where do they find you? You can find me, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, at Comfmas, YouTube, if you search up Comfmas, I'm sure you can find me. Uh, and make sure to check out Studio Blank Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're not posting on Instagram a whole lot right now, but I'm hoping to fix that in the future. I'm trying to get a couple more things nailed down for all of the social media over at rare drop. And hopefully at that point in time, I'll be able to give a little more love. And we are also hoping that we'll be active on TikTok more, but yeah. I'm not making any more promises with that. That's also studio blank. Uh, you can find us there. And one final thing, make sure to go, make sure to go follow Paul at I underscore love underscore Mondays. He just got married this weekend. So make sure to go give him all your well wishes. Tell him congratulations uh, send rage messages that now he can't be yours. You know, yeah. the huge. But as as is, I have been Nate. This has been Tim. Thank you for tuning in for this shorter, albeit a little more disjointed episode of Studio Blank. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.